So, um, recently, uh, I was, uh, listening to someone, you know, I had my headphones in and, uh, someone was going off about a, uh, a alien, uh, type of conspiracy theory where he said that the COVID, uh, virus was alien, uh, in nature and, um, you know, all sorts of, uh, all sorts of conspira- paranoid conspiracy um, standard stuff that you're talking about. Now, um, I think it's possible to kind of break, uh, not break, but break the chain of like propaganda these people have been living under. But you can only do it by knowledge. The problem is that a lot of people who, you know, call themselves experts in things are not exactly experts in things like you can break down conspiracy thinking and uh you know i think a lot of people spout conspiracies because just they don't know the answers and it's easier to uh get on the uh aggressive and uh say something crazy and try and get someone to uh disprove you and I really think like a lot of people are uh, searching for answers uh, about how to live life. And I broke it down for him. I said, um, you know, um, first off, if you think there's an alien uh, species trying to program us, A, how would those aliens get here? Now, in order to, to help you understand the... Uh, the vastness of that issue like people say oh yeah they have some superior technology well there's you know this is beyond superior technology we're talking about so the speed of light the speed of light to travel across the earth can uh, the speed of light can travel across the earth in 0.13 seconds that's like not even you know that's not even enough to form a cohesive thought and uh light can travel across uh earth in that frame of time now the let me uh explain to you just how vast that the universe is and there are no signs of uh habitable um planets aside from earth in our solar system so the pluto just to travel to pluto is like 250 light minutes away from earth and a light year is something that traveling at the speed of light will take one year to reach now the closest galaxy to earth which um there's uh scientists are saying it is most likely that our galaxy that this galaxy and our milky way galaxy will collide in the future do you know how uh how how far away the next nearest galaxy that is supposed to collide with our galaxy is away 2.537 million light years away so traveling at the speed of light in order to reach the next closest galaxy galaxy to the Milky Way, we won't get there in 2.537 million years. So even if there was a, 
a civilization that is capable of this supreme technology, how the fuck would they get here? <laughs> how, how the fuck would they get here? So, we, let me just say this. We are alone in the universe because we are effectively alone in the universe. No one's coming to see us. And if that doesn't help uh, burst the uh, aliens on Earth conspiracy uh, bubble, then I don't know what is. You want to show me how, how they can get here, and then I'll, uh, you know, maybe I'll, I'll accept all this um, crazy horseshit that, uh, that people have been spouting. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, this is the world according to kyle podcast we back y'all once again you can find me on my various social media platforms youtube at twa2k twitter at kyleverse tiktok at kyleverse instagram kylemax86 reddit twa2k if you have questions or topics you want me to see covered on the show Slide into one of my fantastic DMs as far as acquiring this podcast for your listening pleasure goes. You can do that on YouTube, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio. And if there is any other platforms which you would prefer me listening on, let me know. And I'll get on them. I will make getting on those a priority just for you anyways without further ado let's get on to the topics here in the latest twa 2k you know i'm having a good time i'm chilling it's an nfl sunday i kind of got the game on in the background but wanted to make sure i pumped out a podcast for you guys it's uh it's november 6th right now and uh you know we just got out of the Halloween portion of the season and uh, you know Halloween is definitely my favorite holiday the more and more that uh, I think about it like in Christmas is you know classist Christmas is exclusionary it's materialistic it's overly religious and I just love Halloween because it's absolutely none of those things, you know. Um, uh, Halloween is inclusive, like, you know, whether you're rich or you're poor, a lot of it is the same experience. Uh, you know, you can not spend a lot on a costume, you can spend a lot on a costume. Uh, it's really, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's really all encompassing. And uh, I love seeing that, you know, it's been a couple years we have had since we've had a proper Halloween and the COVID. And it was just really nice seeing, you know, all the kids dressed up and uh, going to houses and getting candy and was yeah. Halloween just one of those, one of those, uh, one of those holidays where it's impossible for me to be in a bad mood on Halloween. I um, just feel like it's really um, it's really for everybody, and uh, you know doesn't uh, doesn't pretend to be more than it is. 
And I'm a little pissed off that we don't have like either Halloween day or the day after Halloween off because we start having all these made up holidays like the civic holiday and family day and like they're just made up things that we didn't uh, embrace that we didn't celebrate and Halloween is one of those things that everybody loves everybody celebrates and uh, we don't get a, a holiday for that because like it's pagan in origin but it's just one of those beautiful things where you are going for a walk in your neighborhood and you're seeing all the kids dressed up and going and getting candy and yeah and uh, everybody just having a good time and uh, you know it's not like oh you know my parent or Santa or whoever you think is giving you the presents like they gave me this kind of present oh I got that kind of present and comparing uh, you know the material value of um, of uh, of your holiday and how and how you lived your holiday I just think Halloween is something that you know tr transcends class and uh, uh, is just very cool and uh, I it's always been my uh, my favorite holiday and I will always respect it as such. And uh, it's always a terrific time. Like I said, it's uh, impossible for me to just have a bad time while Halloween is happening. I don't know. Oh, and sorry, I'm just watching the, uh, the football game. Aaron Rodgers throws another, uh, another pick in the uh, end zone. And... Um, I'm just wondering uh, how he's going to find a way to blame this on his uh, wide receiving core. Also, uh, you know, since he could not possibly be what is wrong or uh, he could not possibly make an error uh, because he's Aaron Rodgers. Now, speaking of, uh, you know, high profile uh, people and, um, you know, the spotlight shining on certain types of people. There are two individuals who the spotlight is shining on pretty brightly. And, uh, you know, one of them, I kind of agree with the, uh, you know, flash mob or the, you know, the, uh, the mobs coming after the internet mobs coming after. And one of them, I don't. Now, the one that I do agree with the mobs going after is, Kanye, you know, Kanye is, um, I, and I've never really liked, uh, maybe liked is too, uh, too soft of a word. Like I've, you know, I've felt his music was okay. Uh, I don't, I never really felt like he was a, um, you know, just, uh, I could live with, with or without Kanye, to be honest with you. He has some good songs. Uh, he's, mainly he's mainly good at doing beats and other than that um he's very like uh i don't relate to his music it's very ego latent it's very pop culture-y uh you know it's not like the type of stuff where you know, it really is like it feels like he has to express himself or has to or has something to say and uh that's starting to shine because uh he's just trying to it feels like he's just trying to hold on to fame by being controversial 
uh, and uh, pissing people off. And, you know, that just kind of feels like it's par for the course for Kanye. I mean, uh, that's always, it seems like that's all he's really ever done. And, um, and I don't have much, I don't have much to say about this. You know, I expect people who make crappy art or people who make mediocre uh, art to do these things. That's just what they do because it's not about, uh, they didn't get famous because they're some great artists. They got famous because they convinced you into believing they were or they, uh, you know, had some sort of uh, uh, publicity stunt where you got to know their names and everything. Now, the other individual who I feel is getting uh, who's getting uh, more hate than he probably merits is Elon Musk for his acquisition of Twitter. Now, I, I so I posted a tweet on, in April about um, how I felt like Elon acquiring Twitter. It might be, it could be a good thing because he's going to do these things that um, other people are scared to do. And um, and I think he's doing them. And I think he's getting unnecessary hate from the left for, like, uh, as uh, far as I can tell, is creating a, um, a, a more, um, a more open, uh, social media platform than Twitter priorly was. So um, on April 25th, when Elon first uh, teased to us that he was going to buy Twitter and then subsequently um, tried to back out of it. uh, So he, uh, so I posted on April 25th as like, I said, quote, I do not have any political biases. I'm not left or right. Elon Musk buying is best case scenario for Twitter and I gave five points as to why what I felt like could be changed in order to make Twitter a um, a better uh, a, a better social media platform so I said one no shadow slash overreaching bans which I was a victim of two really bullshit uh, bans and not trying to present victimhood. It is what it is. It's like Twitter algorithms and shit. But I got banned twice for just straight up stupid reasons. And you can check my prior podcast for more details on, on those. But trust me, they were super stupid and were not merited of a banning. So... And he's so he's done that. That's a check. So he's gonna stop these overreaching bans, which is great. Number two, unlimited characters. And he just announced today on November the sixth that that is gonna be that he is going to make that happen, which is perfect. And I said before, Twitter was an elitist platform before, and it was because. I felt a lot of why it was elitist is because of this uh, limited characters concept. Is that it? Uh, 
you cannot ha- sit there and have a proper argument and outline why somebody is uh, wrong uh, if you do not have unlimited characters. And this is one of those things where the left, uh, you know, wants character limitations. But I mean, is that really? Does that really help them? Like, my, you know, I'm not left or right. I uh, very much like, you know, want to see people like undiscriminated against, and I very much want to see more open societies. But the left will literally cut off its nose to spite its face. To spite its face, it cannot see that Elon is like not, you know, a. He's more of a. a you know, he's more of a sheep in wolf's clothing right now. He's uh, more trying too hard to appease to the right, but uh, structurally is doing things that the left should like. Like that, I mean, being able to uh, uh, disseminate uh, somebody's argument and uh, being able to go through all the points and uh, detail is important. Like, uh, and that I feel will lend lend it into the um the uh uh elitism that was inherent to twitter okay so not to get off on too much of a tangent i'm just trying to explain my rationale for thinking for thinking all these points and what i was thinking with uh these points and how it would make twitter better so the number three uh point that i brought up was eliminate elimination of spam slash bot via KYC. Now, this is the one that we haven't checked off yet um, because it's a little more complicated. It's a little more uh, nuanced. Uh, you know, uh, what is he going to do? Is uh, so the so I I'm hopeful that the blue check marks will basically be proven verified people with identities and. That would be terrific. That would be uh, that would be what you want. You want real people using your platform. You don't want um, you know uh, anime guy zero six two one four eight like uh, all these random ass people who probably has like five or six different uh, accounts that he trolls on like. You don't want that. You want real people, real verified people. So I don't know if they're going to do KYC or they're just going to do five bucks a month and you can open up one of these, um, you know, um, uh, parody profiles on Twitter and still be able to get blue checkmark verified. So I don't know what they're going to do with that. I think it should only be people. Um, But that's a little bit there's a little bit of gray area with that and you can go in a lot of different directions. So that is, we're still, we still got the jury out, uh, on that. But my next two points, he fixed them. He's gonna, or, or he's probably going to fix them. So the fourth one he did fix the blue check mark system is fixed. And I do not know why the left is so up in arms about this. You can use their platform for free, or you could pay $8 a month for it, which is extremely cheap to get a blue check mark. Now, their prior system before was just arbitrarily deciding who is worthy of a blue check mark and not. How is that that not elitist? That lends itself to elitism. It allows for you know, and when you're not paying for something, you can't really say, hey, it should be run like this and run like that. 
eight dollars a month so what you can't afford um uh like a hundred dollars throughout a course of a year to be blue checkmark then great you can you can use twitter exactly to the same effect but the left complaining about this like it's some sort of atrocity to like he's trying to uh skim off people no that is a fair way it's uh, about as cheap as you could possibly ask for and it uh is it, and it's non-discriminatory you don't have arbitrary guidelines to uh fit up to oh i hope i appease the twitter gods and they gave me a blue check mark to validate my uh identity as a real person I will gladly pay for the $8 a month blue check mark because I just, it, it's super uh, important. And it, and if you use Twitter a lot, it helps you a lot. So the fits over this is absolutely crazy. You know, either you think it's worth paying for and you pay this uh, very nominal, uh, very cheap rate to utilize Twitter to its fullest potential, or you don't and you keep using it exactly the same. Like, this this is obvious stuff to me, and this is why I tweeted it before Elon even mentioned that he was going to do anything. I said he would uh, be the most likely to make these changes if it's just sold to another uh, hedge fund capitalist then what are they going to do? They're going to just fucking, uh, they're going to kowtow to the elitists. And he is actually trying to make it a social square and a social forum. And I feel like the left is just blinded by hatred of him. To, it's just too blinded by hatred of him to be able to see this obvious, um, th this obvious evolution of uh, Twitter and social media. And the fifth thing that I brought up, which I feel like is a very simple thing, is just an edit button. And um, that was the fifth point that I brought up. He should be doing that. That should be a check. And then uh, the last part of the tweet was I just said, how could this be a bad thing? The left has gotten all up in arms over this. And now they... They see the problem that they had was that uh, they got too used to being pandered to, and we just need to focus on uh, doing what is fair, and that is, you know, I f I feel like the extremism as uh, from the right has been brought about by um, by you know the left feeling like this sense of uh empowerment by getting pandered to and that's really that's realistically not how we solve anything that uh realistically is um it you know it it's just delaying a larger problem because uh there's going to be a class that gets discriminated against and uh and and reacts uh accordingly now left or right you should just want um you should just want things to be run to the best of their ability you should not want your side pandered to just for the sake of uh pandering to them and maybe i'm like the only apolitical person in the world but it seems like everyone has a fucking super negative uh, uh negative um reaction to elon musk 
purchasing the Twitter platform. I'm saying hold your horses. And, you know, the uh, I will not cut off my nose to spite my face. If, uh, you know, I want to see... Um, you know, I love other cultures. I love integration. I love uh, everybody feeling safe in an environment. But, you know, just because somebody has, like, some uh, right-wing stances it doesn't mean that the um, product they're promoting, um, like, is uh, harmful or, <laughs> or is a worse version of uh, what, what it could be. Like if you uh, if you feel like you could do a better job, then explain why. Like I'm, I, I literally explained in pointed details why I thought Elon uh, would change Twitter for the better, and he did those things, and I think Twitter will be better as a result. Oh, hold up! We have breaking news on uh, TWA Two K. I just got liked and retweeted by my favorite author uh i just got liked and retweeted live on the podcast holy cow by nasim uh, nicholas talib a very uh inspirational author um for me uh wow that's crazy i uh so i um Oh, I didn't get retweeted by him. I got retweeted by his likes page, but I did get liked uh, by him. And uh, so the tweet I got, um, like, or the reply, I replied to one of his uh, tweets where he mentioned, um, he mentioned uh, Edward, where Edward Snowden uh, tweets this, um, this uh, kids, this f fake kids book. It's called "Everyone I Don't Agree With Is a Russian Bot." Uh, in uh, in subtitle, "A Child's Guide to Media and Government Excuse Making for Political Failings." Now, Nasim uh, retweeted this and said, "Evidence that Edward Snowden is a Russian asset," and uh, I completely agree. Like. Um, Okay, so let me just say what I uh, what I uh, uh, replied with that he liked. It says, people always have a way of confessing on themselves if you listen. And um, so I feel like, uh, you know, I have a complicated uh, relationship with this whole Snowden and Assange thing. Like, feel like the uh, like Snowden did the worst thing like uh you know making um I don't know if I talked about this on the pod yet but making uh like people know collateral damage happens this is not a um this is not a mystery um it happens and it's a part of war but to you know directly kind of uh pull the curtain on what your government is doing and uh to kind of like just completely um completely make it all about yourself when you know like uh cointel and counterintelligence and that um that something like that is probably happening that it's just a part of war it's a part of um you know it's a part of uh counterintelligence that um, that collateral damage happens in a war and that uh, so to uh, and 
like to cast a light on the NSA spying on people in an era where people are already paranoid, but the NSA is not really taking actions against, uh, you know, everybody they feel like is breaking a crime. So they are kind of working under the covers uh, to kind of, uh, to, um, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, make uh fight terrorism and stuff like that right so that it doesn't seem like they're attacking uh average citizens and trying to arrest people for minor drug offenses based on the information that they're getting that's just not what they are acting upon and so you know julian assange just brings the platform for people to do this i thought it was unwarranted for uh edward snorton snowden to just completely fucking you know throw the country under the bus and try and pretend like it's the most awful thing in the world when like these are uh, these are tools that the enemy is using against uh western civilization and as long as you're not using it against your own people then fine. I mean, but, uh, you know, were there war atrocities? Yes. Uh, is war a good thing? No. Is, uh, go, was this frivolous war, uh, in the Middle East at all worth pursuing? Absolutely not. Did we waste too much money on it and not give enough money, uh, to our own domestic problems? Absolutely. But that be, uh, you know, but that being said, what are we, you know, what is the purpose of uh, divulging this, this information to uh, the Russian governments and trying to seek asylum there when they're the worst? All you, all you did essentially was give uh, Russia a, um, another talking point to be able to say, hey, look, the West isn't any different from us. Oh, look. Uh, now we're attacking Ukraine. Oh, but you can't say anything again, uh, bad ab about it uh, because, you know, you did this, that, and the other. It was just a destabilizing thing, and I think it was unwarranted. And, uh, uh, and uh, you know, I just think there's certain things like people... Uh, you know, everybody acts like they can handle or information that they feel like that should be public, but certain things need to be kept into secrecy uh, because the public can't be trusted with information. They will just use, uh, bastardize it for their in order to um, create these revolutions that will ultimately end up making the world. Uh, a worse place and you know i'm in canada and uh i you know i see these uh effects of um misinformation also like um for instance for instance like i see um i've seen multiple uh advertisements whether it be on the radio or billboards about um net zero oil sands about how oh all these oil sands companies they got together and did a study and it, look what they found out they found out that oil sands actually aren't that bad what sh shocker um but so to say so they're saying they can uh they can get oil through net zero technology is basically what they are saying but 
what they are not saying is that look at the lands that um, are being used to get oil sands. They are uninhabitable wastelands. It's basically like taking a fertile and um, uh, 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 robust land and turning it uninhabitable. Like Fort McMurray in Alberta is just a fucking... Uh, just a fucking pile of goddamn dirt uh, being leveled. Like, you can't grow anything there. But you're using net zero, you're using uh, uh, an electric fucking uh, drill to uh, uh, to do your digging. And so that's net zero. Fuck that. Oil, there, oil, there, uh, is, there's no way oil can be viewed as some sort of net benefit for humanity to keep sucking on uh its tit it's fucking fossil fuels it's digging up the ground and whether or not you're using um uh you know some super great technology to uh to dig it up uh that has that has that doesn't have an impact on um the fact that you're devastating the land that could priorly be used to uh grow vegetation or fucking um, skyscrapers or fucking condos or whatever the land they're inhabitable and it's all for oil and to be honest we don't need that you're so you're saying that is uh that is more that because you're using net zero technologies to dig up the earth and making earth inhabitable that that is somehow uh on par with like uh using solar technology get the fuck out of here Get the fuck out of here. And uh, it doesn't matter what sort of, uh, you know, net zero technology you're using to perpetuate fossil fuels. Uh, the fact of the matter is you're perpetuating fucking uh, fossil fuels, <laughs> you know? It makes sense. Uh, it makes just as much sense as fucking using like uh, 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 crypto mining technology using computers to guess at algorithms to uh, unlock fucking coins instead of just saying, hey, we can use the technology to say the coins are there to begin with and we don't have to use uh, microchips to uh, guess at random digits of encryption to unlock uh, 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 to unlock bags of coins to, uh, you know, putting like all these unnecessary um, parameters on something that doesn't need to have them. <sighs> Just lots of things pissing me off in the Canadian uh, uh, political landscape. Now, um, I got a lot of heat on Twitter for coming against the uh, CUPEs um, what I felt was a uh, awful, awfully timed uh, demand of the taxpayers. So the CUPE, which represented uh, um, got, uh, custodial workers and um, special needs education workers inside of schools, uh, striked and basically made it so that kids cannot go to school unless they give them a raise that uh, they wanted or the type of raise that they wanted. And I just felt like this is, you know, before, uh, after we got out of the pandemic 
and before we're about to get into uh, a recession to come out and you know demand that the taxpayers give you a raise otherwise you're not gonna you're you're willing to uh throw kids education um uh under the bus after all the shit that they've uh that they've been through it's just absolutely ridiculous and you know they want to bring up the fact that oh 39k 40k isn't enough for these workers but they get summers off and they have all weekends off if i i mean if I, I got news for you if i don't make like if you what do you want to make 60k in uh and get summers and weekends off what are you fucking skilled trade you're not a skilled trade it's a fucking uh it's a janitor's job but it, because it's inside of a school you can hold a kid's education hostage in order to get what you want fuck no and i understand inflation is up but i mean we have the wrong way in Canada of going about it. We need to create uh, a more open free market. We need to have more medium income jobs. I got news for you. That uh, gen- that uh, custodial worker could come to my work and makes uh, and make fifty thousand a year, and make fifty sixty thousand thousand a year. But you have to work Saturdays and you have to work uh, ten hour shifts. Because that's what everyone else in the world has to do. To ha, has to do. So you're saying the there are custodial workers who uh, own their own company that probably don't don't make that, or the only custodial workers who do do that are the ones who own who own their own company, and you have to work long hours to get that. So just because this is a job that uh, uh, you know is protected by the Ontario government that that or it's a job that's inside of an Ontario government facility that it's worth like getting paid the same as a fucking skilled tradesman get out of here and this whole I'm sick of this whole our government uh you know it I see a lot of parallels I see a lot of um a lot of similarities between the CUPE uh, protest and the truckers convoy in both of them I was against okay now I'm probably the only person who thinks okay if you want for using the emergency act was okay in both situations in order to get people back to work now I mean if it's okay one way it's okay the other and I didn't have an issue with them using it to get uh cuz the truckers convoy was fucking our economy and now I don't have a issue of Doug Ford using it because the fucking uh, the uh, CUPE workers are fucking our economy. So whatever it is, what it is, we need to find a better way of doing things that isn't just let's shut everything down because we have a petty little uh, difference because they're uh, uh, so let's uh, refuse to uh, do anything. Like this is not the way forward and. I always say on this podcast that I feel like us in America have very different problems. And I think that one of the problems in Canada is that um, we uh, we do not have enough of a free market. And the only way to get success in this market is to do things like being a union and uh, striking and withholding services uh, and, and withholding your services. 
this is just not the way forward and it's not a reasonable way forward we need to attract uh businesses and uh have a st- in order to have a strong economy we do we should not be um saying that okay you're a janitor here but if you're a janitor there then that then that's much a uh, much better outcome for you like come on that's that that's no that's no way forward that's that, that's not that's not reasonable that's uh, that's not reasonable uh and it and it's not effective and it doesn't help um it doesn't help the middle class it doesn't help the median class uh get more wealth it just helps a certain group of people uh you know who wind the most and who have the most power because of uh the job they randomly found uh happen to find themselves into that they are the ones who are deserving of raises no we need to build the middle class and we need to build our economy and we have too much of a habit of looking at what's going on in America and saying, hey, we, you know, we need to do the exact opposite. You know, Mer- America maybe need to do needs to do the exact opposite. And they've gone too uh, hard in a uh, in a uh, free market direction. But Canada, we've gone in the other direction. We're saying only government workers are uh, uh, are the ones deserving of the most money you know because uh because uh they have the collective bargaining and they have the government behind them and we need them and if they strike then they can just completely topple over our economy and what makes it even more offensive is the the fact that during covid that uh the um the schools and were absolutely pandered to for no real um, reason that I can identify. Like, so there, uh, the education minister that we had was out there saying that COVID did not spread in schools, and that was a reason for keeping schools open, while the rest of the workers had to go into lockdown. While people were collecting uh, CERB, this government, um, this government uh, uh, paycheck for g- having your employment affected by COVID, so while this was happening, while this was happening, the teachers were protected by our Ministry of Education by getting, uh, and they, even though, even though. Um, even though they, uh, even though it was not, uh, even though people were getting COVID in schools and it was not a, uh, it was not just a thing where, oh, uh, kids weren't, um, weren't spreading COVID. It was, so they got, so they, what the government is saying is they can shut down these um, trucker convoy protests and accuse them of misinformation, but they can go and have a minister uh, tell us something that is the exact same, but that doesn't qualify as misinformation because they are a minister.
how fucking you know and that that is a problem with canada that is a problem with canada is that the uh what the uh the government the government can say the exact same thing as trucker convoy protests and uh they're not accused accused of misinformation just because of who they work for okay guys i uh have a little bit of uh breaking news uh for you Zach Wilson and the New York Jets just defeated the Buffalo Bills. Um, only one week after Zach Wilson was written off as a bust by uh, a majority of the mainstream media, not including myself. Um, I actually, uh, <laughs> you know, it's weird. Like, um, I gave a point out uh to one of my friends i said we um you know we allow religion to permeate in our society for thousands of years with uh minimal results but we want to give up on our quarterbacks after one bad game <laughs> and um people wanted to give up on zach wilson after uh one bad game um and we're saying he's a bust after one bad game i mean um that's a little ridiculous. And um, <clears throat> now, what I told my friend, I said, um, Zach Wilson has shown more than any of the other quarterbacks in the uh, in that um, draft particular draft class, uh, because he has shown that a he has a great arm, and b he's elusive as fuck. And can like he utilizes he utilizes his uh, elusivity, and uh, can also hurt you with his arm. And <clears throat> you know what? He had a bad game last week, and he was trying to do too much. And I said the number one thing with him was that he did not take his open reads. And if you think about the things that a quarterback could possibly be bad at um not being able to escape pressure or not being able to have the arm to hit deep balls or not being accurate with them of the things that uh you could possibly be bad at um you know not going to your uh open read right away that's down there that's not like a uh that's something that is a more easily fixable than not being able to hit the intermediate area of the field or the deep level of the field these uh uh that was, so he had one bad game and was trying to do too much and to be honest with you that um the <clears throat> pass interference call that was not that was called on that jets uh d guy that negated the uh the pick six that shifted the game and rightfully so i mean that should have put the jets up uh you know uh what 17 to 3 or something and uh would have made new england a lot more predictable so i mean no one <clears throat> he tried to do too much but he kind of had to to get back into the game so you know, I I was I wasn't willing to just write that off as Zach Wilson bad, and um, he has shown very um, like he's super athletic and can be elusive, and he has a great arm, and that alone is worth uh, 
and that alone carries its weight uh, and that alone is worth taking, like, not just dumping the fucking kid and uh, not working with him. Like, I mean, the mental side of the game is the one that you have to develop the most. That's the one that Tom Brady has excelled at. And the reason why he's the greatest quarterback in the league, because he just fucking mentally dissects defenses. And takes what they're giving to giving to him shamelessly without fucking uh without hesitation so we're very uh eager to give up we're a little too eager to give up on these guys where you know they need time to develop i mean look at uh the look at geno smith like geno smith coming along after all these years and you know in bad systems and then coming along and all of a sudden popping off yeah, because he got to, you know, he had the physical tools. A lot of these guys, if you're in the top 1%, which is a, the NFL is the top 1% of college uh, athletes, you're the top 1% of college athletes, the only thing you have left to figure out is the mental side of the game. That's the only thing you have to, uh, to figure out. You don't, uh, your physical attributes are already proven that's why you're in the NFL to begin with. All right, so I have a little bit of a um, strange thing to do. I'm not sure how to come to grips with it uh, quite myself yet, but I have to, um, as a TWA2K podcast, I have to reverse a pouring of one out. Um... A few pods ago, I poured one out for my guy, Nathan Rourke, um, a BC Lions uh, quarterback, formerly formerly of the Ohio Bobcats, uh, that I thought was really doing great in the CFL, and I loved watching him play, so he suffered a Liz Frank injury and thought, we, thought he was done for the season. But here he is... <laughs> playing um for in a playoff game versus calgary uh after coming back he was he came back last week so uh i have to reverse the pouring of one out for nathan rourke and uh the game just started hopefully he wins because uh as i said in the podcast he made watching the cfl he made it worth watching the cfl and i would love to see who knows? I'd love to see him in the future. I don't know how close to 100% he was. He played limited snaps versus Winnipeg um, last week. So, um, we'll see what happens. Calgary started with the ball, and they're currently driving at the BC 30. So, we're going to see what's going to happen. And... Um, I'll at least stick around on the pod until uh, Nathan has had his first drive. So Calgary just only picked up three yards on uh, first down. So second down is do or die in the CFL because we only have three downs uh, ever so stupidly. I guess the Calgary quarterback, it is his first like game or something. Like uh, I guess the regular quarterback got injured. So we'll see what happens here. Here at second and five. I thought he only picked up three. 
but it's second and five. So I thought it was a lot longer. It's second and six, let's just say. All right. Drops, throws, incomplete. Third down. So they're going to have to go for a field goal. Uh, so good. Nathan Rourke is... Um, I find him and Zach Wilson pretty similar. Like, Zach, uh, Nathan Rourke has a really good balance of arm precision, arm strength, and uh, elusivity. Uh, elusivity, uh, if I don't mind saying that, uh, that again, because I'm smart and I know it's a word. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, let's see if the kicker can nail this from the right hash. I just think you're really stupid if you miss to the right side. No, and he obviously didn't. So, okay, 3 nothing for Calgary. They got the ball. If BC can score here, that's pretty cool. Nathan Rourke. Nathan Rourke, the satisfaction uh, guaranteed watching Nathan Rourke on <laughs> for some college football. Um, we just got a couple more topics left before we finish off the show. Uh, so I wanted to let you know, have you guys ever gotten kid flexed? Have you guys ever gotten a, uh, a child flexed on you? I want to let you know, because in one of my fantasy leagues, um, I did, I did get that happen to me. So let me explain myself. Uh, so it was like, uh, I was a league I just joined and it was barely hanging on and we kind of wanted to do a redraft. And I said, you know, my team is fucked and, uh, and, uh, we should do a redraft because like it's changing the dynamic of the league from 12 players to 10 players. And so this guy says to me, he's like, Oh, haven't you seen the, the frozen, let it go. And says like, uh, yeah, let it go. Uh, like for frozen or whatever. Cause that's like a song or whatever. And, uh, I'm just like, bro, I have no idea what you're uh, talking about. I only, uh, watch movies that are made for adults. He's like, Oh yeah. Uh, because you don't have a kid. <laughs> it's like, is that some sort of fucking, uh, flex you're trying to pull on me? Because, I don't know if you know that uh, I'm fucking perfectly happy not having a kid and uh, it's probably making my life significantly better. If you were to just take like an outside, uh, you know, picture of your life versus mine and see who's living better with or without uh, having a kid and knowing um every single word to uh let it go from the frozen disney movie uh i would venture to say that at least um you know half the people uh analyzing both our situations uh from in from uh outside looking in perspective well i don't know if you guys can hear that i got um I don't know if you guys can hear that. Okay, sorry about that. So, yeah, from outs from outside looking in perspective, I don't think many people would uh, would say that uh, you knowing um, how to recite uh, Disney's Frozen off the top of your head versus me only watching cool shit. 
and not having children to worry about is the uh, undesirable <laughs> position to be in. Uh, <laughs> think you're a little uh, delusional there, bro. And that's just one of the many benefits of not having children. Like, it's like also, um, I'm at work. Oh, here goes Nathan Rourke driving. First down. Everybody looks like they fucking false start in CFL. Nathan, running, running. Nice, picks up six yards with his legs. So it's like fucking uh, all these guys who have kids and like uh, one of these guys said to who was sick for like three days and a bunch of guys at my work who had kids and were also sick. Um, and so he's just like, oh, yeah, you're the lucky one. You you didn't get sick. I'm like, <laughs> uh, uh, luck didn't have anything to do with it. I did not have kids and therefore I. Uh, had less exposure to fucking uh like fucking runs uh running around in their own fecal matter and therefore did not get sick i don't think luck had much to do with it i think it was just a uh happenstance a circumstance if you will so uh uh, you know, if uh, me not having kids is considered uh, unlucky, then I will take that. I will certainly uh, take that. But um, it's no grand surprise that I did not get sick not having a bunch of fucking shitlins who, uh, <coughs> you know, <coughs> lick fucking um, uh, the soil um, and, uh, you know stick their fingers up their asses uh it's not surprising that i didn't come down with any um type of fucking sickness so you know maybe it's luck maybe uh i'm born with it uh, <laughs> so uh, you choose which version of the truth you would like to accept Okay, Nathan Rourke driving with a Calgary having a uh, 3 nothing lead. Butler, Butler out of the backfield. Maybe it's a draw to him. Maybe it's a draw to him. Let's see. He's lined up in shotgun. I think it could be a draw. It's, it definitely was a draw. Oh, and he's going to go in for a touchdown. Oh, no. Down to the five-yard line. What a call. That's what I'm talking about. That's the fucking freaky play calling I'm talking about. What a play call on a draw. Whoa, to Butler. Let's go. Let's go, Nathan Rourke. Lead block. Lead block by the fucking left tackle. Get the fuck out of here. And then cut back inside. Ooh, that was a thing of beauty. That was a beauty play call. Second and three. See if uh, Nathan Rourke can cap this off. First and goal from the Calgary Five. Play action. No, oh, he tripped as he handed it off to Butler. Gave it up. And he's and he's taking down behind the line of scrimmage. So now it's second and goal from like the nine or ten. <clears throat> Did he trip up on himself or what happened here? Let's see. He just handed it off. 
And then Calgary had just had the run and just carded. The trip didn't matter, really. All right, here we go. Second and goal from the 10. In completion. So they'll have to settle for a field goal. Oh, this is going to be a crazy game. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Should I keep the pot on for it or not? Um, if I had more followers, I certainly would consider it. I certainly would consider it. But um, here, let's go through one more uh, one more topic, and then uh, and then we'll end it. He almost caught it too. That would have been down at the one yard line. Then it would have been third and one. And then that would have been a decision. They probably still would have kicked it. They're in BC. <clears throat> Tie game. Alright, so last topic before we uh, before we cut this off. <clears throat> so um, <clears throat> I don't know if you guys have dealt with this before. It's been a kind of like a uh, a unique circumstance for me. Um, have you guys ever had like um, weed fascists, like fucking weed Nazis, like where they have to smoke weed a very particular type of way, otherwise they're fucking. Um, like, so for instance, like I had a guy who always had to smoke with filters and was just fucking super, um, uh, fucking anal about smoking weed with fucking, smoking his joints with fucking filters on it. And like, for me and my way of thinking, I'm just like, let's roll one up and that's that. I mean, it's not like a very big deal and I don't like to, oh, here, here's a filter and we have to roll a, uh you know, 1.25 quarter joint and, uh, you know, lick it a certain way. Like I, I just fucking get it going and smoke it and that's it. And, uh, so there are people who fucking like are absolutely, uh, hell bent on making sure that a fucking like filter fucking, uh, uh, folded out to the exact proper proportions and we must do this to the exact way. Otherwise, uh, I don't want to smoke the joint. It's like, bro, weed is producing the exact opposite result that it should pr produce. Like, you should, <laughs> you should not be like a fucking uh, a weed fucking Nazi. If you are fucking super particular about any aspect of weed, you should actually consider that maybe the weed... Um, just is not working for you and that uh, you need to drink alcohol or something. I don't know what you need to do, but that is like weed is supposed to make you cool. If you are smoking weed and uh, being a fucking uh, filter fascist or a fucking, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, a... Um, a particularist about exactly how you're... Uh, supposed to be smoking your weed then weed is you've jumped the shark at that point and uh maybe you should look at scaling your weed use back because it's producing uh the opposite result that it should be so uh 
as Nathan Rourke drives down the field. Oh, sorry. This is Calgary. Calgary has the ball. As Calgary drives down the field, and hopefully Nathan Rourke wins this game and gets to the Grey Cup. Miraculously. Let's let's root for our guy. Let's root for our guy to change a game. Oakville. Uh, Oakville native. Canadian native. Uh, Nathan Rourke. Who uh, crushed it in the MAC, crushed it in the MAC, and is crushing it in the CFL, and is just back off his injury. Hopefully, he can get to the um, Grey Cup finals and uh, and take and take one for for uh, and take one for the North. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that was the world, according to Kyle Podcasts. I hope you enjoyed, everybody, and uh, I will see you on the next one.